0: Fit After 30 Show, episode number 16. What's working well right now? A personal snapshot with myself and Victoria. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Fit After 30 show, the podcast for those who refuse to accept that they're past it or that their best days are behind them and are ready to demand more from themselves despite some potential new challenges. Aches might be there, your time might be a little limited and your responsibilities are likely through the roof. But ultimately, if you're listening in, I know you're not up for just settling. Welcome in once again as we explore how to excel and balance physique, family and fat loss in this new chapter of your life. I'm your host Sharif Lawton and this is the Fit After 30 show. Oh yes, welcome into another Fit After 30 show and again I am joined today by Victoria. How are we doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm doing great, thank you very much and uh, thank you so much everyone for the positive feedback on the last one that we had with Victoria. I'm glad that was met with uh, a lot of value and all the rest of it. Thank you for your messages. Absolutely incredible. And uh, yeah, I'll be getting Vic on far more so you can get her expertise as well. Now, today we wanted to do a bit of a just off the cuff episode. But as you that would have seen, we are both trying to get Lena right now for the summer. Victoria for some potential photo shoots. Um, and uh, we've been kind of starting to document the process on Instagram with our Beach Lean sort of real mini series. And today we wanted to jump on here and just talk to you guys and gals about what's working well, specifically when it comes to nutrition, because anytime we put a poll up saying that, hey, what do you want to hear us talk about? Nutrition always comes out on top. So I don't know what Vic's going to say. She doesn't know what I'm going to say. It's going to be super raw, off the cuff, but essentially success leaves clues. And if we can just give you one to two tips, which you haven't been implementing or haven't thought of, and then you can, you know, plug and play that into your own diet, into your own, um, you know, structure of eating and it works for you, then, Hey, I'm happy, Vic's happy. And I'm going to put you on the spot and say what has been working well for you just now.
1: So I am what two and a half weeks into a fat loss phase. I'm seeing results already, which is motivating me, making me really excited, making it easy to say no to eating like massive burger and chips. Nice. For me right now in my head, this has got to keep going for at least a month so that I can really see a great change before I then go out and have a meal like that. Right. So this is what's making it easy. It's like we speak about quite a lot, motivation comes from when you take those actions, when you see that results, you feel motivated. So for me in the past, I've been trying to diet. I do find the fat loss phase hard, but then say I go out and eat something salty, have a couple of drinks. I then feel puffy the next day, even though perhaps I am I am making a little bit of a result, I don't see it, I don't feel it. So right now I'm eating well, I'm still having a little bit of chocolate a day, but I'm saying no to the like, big heavy meals because I wanna see results quickly. So that then I can keep motivated and I'm happy. Does that make sense?
0: Incredible. It sure does. You're you're using very much our, our model, which we use inside our coaching program of motivation. So it's a case of you're parking that instant gratification for the bigger meals, which I know you enjoy from time to time. And you're like, no, right now results matter more to me. And therefore if I pick up and continue to carry on with this fat loss momentum, then essentially when I do get a little bit of a break, it's not in the absence of progress and you're not doing exactly what we talked about on the last podcast, whereby we're making progress Monday through to Thursday, Friday, we're having that meal, fucking it all up. And essentially we're back to square one. You're consciously making the effort to be like, no, results right now matter more to me. And therefore you're getting motivated by that. And we're, we're, we're thinking about that bigger meal sort of later on down the track. Is that right?
1: Yeah, 100 percent. And because I'm seeing, you know, some slight results, it's just easier to say no. I even said no to somebody's cake the other day, which in the past... I would have tried to make it fit my macros, but I know if I touched that cake, I would have been thinking about cake for the rest of the day, evening, and it would have been so much harder to kind of stick to this.
0: Yeah, that's good awareness. And I also think that's your ability to realize that you've had many dieting phases before. And you know yourself that, like, yes, while well, some people can have the one biscuit or the one bit of cake, you probably know that's going to set off future cravings. And therefore, like we spoke about in an open office with our clients recently, um, just to say no, full stop, rather than to have these little bits and, just basically pisses you off then it actually helps right is uh yeah. i think i think far more powerful so i love that so tip number one is actually stick to the damn plan get your results and then you'll find that it's actually easier to say no to the temptations because you're being met with you know your efforts are being met with that quick sort of roi which is phenomenal um yeah. Wicked, love that. Right, let's let's kind of go back and forth rather than me just kind of put you on the spot, give you some time to think. Uh, for me personally, I've adopted a having my first meal later in the day. Um, prior to this dieting, I was essentially waking up, I would have generally um, oats, protein powder, uh, mixed with some like either almond milk or potentially even semi-skim milk, maybe a chopped banana, but basically I was having that straight away. I was waking up and that was my first meal, right? Which is all well and good when you've got the calories to play with, but... If, you know, my training days are right now about 2,200 calories, my non-training days are sitting at roughly 1,900, you know, you can make 2,200 calories feel like, you know, a lot of food or not a lot. And I'm finding that if I push that first meal back, nothing crazy, I'm not doing any like crazy fasting windows, but between 10 and 11, rather than like seven to eight, man, like you you get to the end of the day and like, oh, there's like seven, 800 calories left for dinner, which is quite nice because that's when you're more social. I might be eating with my little one um i don't know but i'm preferring that it's feeling good generally i'm super busy in the morning anyways with with you know work and what have you and i can get by on a couple of black coffees um and that's been a game changer for me just that that pushing that first meal back ever so slightly um yeah it it is a real game changer i don't know what you think about that
1: yeah no it's huge i'm the same so i used to wake up you know for clients at 5 30 sometimes 4 45 smash down some oats And then, you know, I'd be hungry two hours later and it was just really, 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 really hard to stick to calories. But now I'm the same. I wait until those clients are finished and then say around nine or 10, which is a lot, lot later for me. I'll eat then for breakfast something for breakfast.
0: I think that's the beauty as well is understanding what the real kind of like, big key needle moving behaviors are that are going to drive your fat loss forward. Because if you are still under the paradigm or the impression that like breakfast is the most important meal of the day, you need to eat it straight away to like boost your metabolism or any other nonsense like that. You would be like, well, I've got to eat breakfast. And again, this is something which we were talking to about our clients. and It is a bit more of an advanced topic, but for the listeners, if you can, you know, whether you're eating six meals a day, five, four, three, two, whatever, you know, if you can have a somewhat regular eating schedule, you will find that hunger is far more manageable. And also you'll get hungry at the times in which you're just about to eat because you've been trained those hunger hormones. If you're eating haphazardly, if you're grazing, if you're snacking, if you're basically your brain doesn't know when you're habitually going to eat, you're going to be hungry at random times. You're going to get those energy dips. And so from going from seven to eight breakfast to like 10 to 11, the first five days were a little bit rough because I'd wake up and at seven to eight, my body was like, oh, you eat. And then obviously you didn't. Now it's a breeze and I don't even get hungry until 10 or 11. So it does work, but you do need, you do need to push past that, you know, initial annoying little bit when, you're, when your brain's expecting food and you're like, no, just give me give me a couple of hours. Um, I don't know if you found that.
1: Yeah, 100%, but that's where coffee helps. Or if yeah. I really feel like that, I'll have like an apple or a handful yep. of blueberries just to get me by.
0: Yeah. A lot of time though, like you say, coffee, keeping busy. And essentially, the more you stick to that schedule, you know the next week you're like this is cool this is what is now expected of me which is a game changer um right I'm going to chuck it back to you anything anything else that you're doing differently that you're really enjoying and is is working for you
1: so I've not put my calories super low because again I struggle like with you know like everyone does I'm at about 1800 right now Mm -hmm. but I've upped my movement so I've upped my steps to around 12 15k a day and I am so adamant I am hitting those steps if they're low one day, they are going in. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's like nine o'clock at night, I'm walking around the house and dancing because I've got to, <laughs> get to in, right? Yeah. But I'm just being very, very disciplined with the extra movement. Now actually incorporating cardio, which I wasn't previously to, so again, allow me to eat more food because I think it's more of a mental thing for me. As soon as you tell me you can only eat this small portion, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't. So for me, it's about moving more, right? So I'm seeing 1800s and I'm working with my cycle, So one thing I've learned over the past few years is I cannot be in a calorie deficit or say the past year and a half since my body changed um, and my cycle went a bit crazy. I cannot be in a calorie deficit that week before my period. I've tried over and over and over and over again, and I always end up overeating, binging. I can't do it. So for me, I take myself out into a maintenance phase. So I bring my calories right up and just say, cool, we're going to sit here for a bit that's fine. I don't need to be going a million miles an hour to get to my goal. And I can't tell you how much of a game changer that's been. Like it just, you can tell, it just makes me so happy that I finally worked it out.
0: That's so good. I think there's about three pieces of absolute gold in that. The first one I took was uh, basically picking your poison in terms of you know, there's, there's a limit to how low you're going to go with calories before you're like, nah, like, I just feel like I'm eating like an absolute sparrow. Uh, And therefore, you know, rather than pull the the intake kind of side of the coin down where we're pushing expenditure, just that little bit more, you're doing nothing crazy, nothing unsustainable, nothing like 20 K steps and hit cardio. But it's like, right. That allows me to have potentially 1800 calories versus, you know, 1600. And for you right now, that's worth it. And you're going, yeah, fair play. So I absolutely love that. The second is obviously for for ladies to just be really, really aware of, you know, where you are in your cycle, why you potentially feel certain things in which you feel and, um, you know, pay respect to to where you are. And if you have to take that maintenance week, you take a maintenance week, like listen to the word maintenance. It's not a regression week. Yeah. You're just like progress, maintain, progress, maintain, progress, maintain. And the last thing as well is not giving yourself a hard and fast date in the sand where you have to look X by and therefore you can afford to have a bit of an easier time over it you know like if someone's like hey beach holiday four weeks uh, and they're pretty out of shape guess what the protocol is going to suck a little bit right like because you've only got that short amount of time so by giving yourself that extra time and taking some of that pressure off it's not like you're coasting you're still moving forward but it's in a much nicer frame rather than like i have to get to this weight by this date which is quite a lot of unnecessary pressure right
1: oh 100 percent! i can't tell you how much of a difference it's made because in fact you're even though you think you're taking the slower route because you're sitting yourself at maintenance if you're someone that's been overeating in that week you have actually you're going quicker that is because that you're overeating. gold,
0: gold. That, yeah. is, that is gold and people don't realize that that's people need to literally press pause and rewind and <laughs> listen to that last sentence because it's so so true you're actually going faster by pressing the pause button, then you are driving yourself into the ground, binging, feeling guilt, feeling shame, like we talked about in the last podcast. Then that turns into a purge, which turns into another binge. And like, you know, if you just preempted it rather than were reactive about it, man, you make so much more progress. And, you know, I think you'll be the first to admit that, like, it's taken you many times of getting it wrong to now get it right.
1: But I need to, like, I know it's because it's a mental thing, right? You're going into it. And in your head, you're thinking, I can't up my calories because I really, really want this. I can't up it. I really, really want this. But then you, once you, I've realized now, I'm just going backwards. Every time I drop that calorie deficit while I'm that weak, I'm overeating every single time. So now, and now I've done it and I feel at ease, I'm like, oh so 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 much better and i think a lot of women talking to them will do so well they'll move a lot they get all their training it's that week where everything goes tits up shall we say yeah. and then yeah. after that week it's hard to get back into it then they have their period and they're feeling low and then again it can stem on for weeks if you just up your food maintain if you struggle with these problems then that's going to fix that for you
0: 100% so so good and again something which we talked about um on on an open office recently is like you know the whole craving thing like you don't cure a craving by having it you just basically fan the flames and exacerbate it you cure a craving by like literally not having it right so if you preempted the fact that you know calories have come up it's not like you're smashing a bunch of like pizza and cakes and donuts you're literally just probably having more food of what you are having in terms of quantity and yeah you might fit an odd bit you know something but if something's a trigger food for you i know that that's not going in even in those higher weeks because you know that's likely to just end in like an almighty binge right
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Wicked. So, so good. Fantastic. All right, back to me. And then if you've got another one, fantastic. If you don't, this was already filled with gold. So completely up to you. But one of the things which I'm doing is outsourcing my meals uh, to a company called Lions Prep. Lions Prep, if you're listening to this and you want to sponsor us, please feel free to do so. But essentially, it's the best meal prep company that I've used. And, you know, I I pay for it with my hard-earned money. I'm not sponsored by any way, shape or form um and it's just good it's just good in terms of like it's it's quite, quite macro-friendly or the very least it can be if you want it to be um and i just you know ping it in the microwave when it's ready high protein i'm eating different sources of vegetables which i wouldn't normally do it's tasty doesn't taste like cardboard and man it's just taking away that decision fatigue which we talked about which is such a killer in terms of you know this whole paradigm of flexible dieting and oh should i eat this or should i eat that like it sounds like you got a lot of freedom but no actually that's gonna absolutely rinse your bandwidth and so for me to just basically be like okay here are my two meals and i make my own breakfast like boom it's just so so good pop it in the microwave job done um so i guess the lesson here is now automating the process and not thinking about the diet so much right
1: yeah 100 percent. and i think a lot of people say they don't have time to cook how can yeah. i eat healthy i don't have time i just grab food on the go these meals are there done ready for you like they've got all your vegetables in they've got your protein it just makes it so much easier
0: 100 percent. and on the topic of like food choice i know uh, we're a big fan of the white potato is there anything in which you're actually you are eating rather than you're avoiding that's making your life easier any sort of like little snacky bits any like diet drinks i don't know um, anything any actual foods which you're like wow this is this has been a game changer
1: oh 100% so first of all i love those yogurts what are they called what are they called again linhow called the K- like
0: k-v-a-r-g kvarg it's like yeah. yeah i don't know but they're great they're great right
1: yeah so they're sweet low calorie i mean like one tub's like 80 calories and they help get that protein in so a lot of people struggle with protein and a lot of people love sweet tooth there you go You're killing two birds with one stone um i also when i feel like i just really want to dive into a massive tub of ice cream halo top peanut butter it wins every time um I'm not going to lie. I drink diet drinks daily to help curb cravings. And I, I know a lot of people struggle with this. Say After lunch, I really want something sweet. After dinner, I really want something sweet. I'll just have a can of, you know, like some diet soda or one of those yogurts. Um, but essentially, it's making sure that I do keep that protein high. So in the past, I have found it harder because I'm letting that protein figure slip a bit, right? But now I'm consistent with it. If I'm not hitting it, I'm like, right, get a yoghurt in me. It's keeping me fuller for longer. Um, Yeah, and it's just been an absolute game changer, just making sure that I'm getting back to that because I did let that slip over the past year or so
0: yeah 100 it is the most satiating macronutrient and you do notice a difference when you just go i'm just gonna you know pay respect to calories versus you go i'm gonna pay respect to calories and protein 100 percent. i love that i get and those yogurts by the way are absolute game changers mine as well I absolutely love them as a little snack or what have you um i guess the only thing about them is a lot of people are like oh i'm you know dairy messes me up so for them it probably wouldn't be the go um but to touch on your point as about like the you know, after a meal, having that sort of diet drink, I'm exactly the same. If I'm, you know, the danger point for me personally is that like after I finish eating and it's that whole thing of like your brain registering that you're actually full, it takes about 20 minutes. I think that's so true because after I'm done, I'm like, right, something sweet. Whereas if I, same as you, slam like a Pepsi Max flipping cherry and then take myself away from that situation, go for a walk around the block or what have you, boom, come back. I don't want to eat. I'm done. I'm fine. Whereas if I'm hanging about in the kitchen, I'm like, mm, maybe I can just fit in one of those things and then before you know it you know it, it can end in a in a bit of an accident
1: yeah exactly exactly that
0: wicked right well i'll tell you what let's leave it there because as we continue on in our journey i'm sure there's going to be more tips hints and tricks but hopefully this was helpful guys and uh, as always do reach out to myself on instagram at Sharif Lawton and victoria's handle at victoria coaching
1: Victoria Coaching.
0: That's the one. That's the one. All right. And hopefully we will catch you on the flip side. Have a great week. Nail your diet. Summer is coming. And uh, you know where to find us if you need that extra bit of help, motivation, support and structure and what have you. All right. Have a great week, guys. And uh, in a bit, Victoria, thanks so much.
1: Thank you. See ya.